We have a long list of items to talk to our Richard Zussman about because there's so much going on over in our provincial capital. He joins us now, our global news reporter in Victoria. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Simi. It's like one of these things when the session came back yesterday, I was talking to somebody. I said, man, it's like doing two full-time jobs now covering (laughs) COVID-19 and the impacts of that. And then all of the things that are going on at the legislature, both connected to COVID and not. It's quite something that is going to make... uh, for lots to talk about. Oh, it is. Okay, so let's start with a couple of press conferences. There's more modeling coming out today, is that right? Yeah, so Dr. Bonnie Henry will present uh, some modeling data today. And the modeling on the models has been you see the data and then the province puts in place a change. So anticipate this means we're going to phase three uh, tomorrow. It could be another day this week, but I anticipate with the Premier expected to speak tomorrow, uh, we will get the details moving to phase three. Uh, the data will outline you know, what we've seen in terms of trends of the spread of COVID-19 uh, and the risks uh, moving forward, especially as we look towards the fall uh, and the next phase, uh, but sort of the burdens on the healthcare system, as well as the impacts uh, that the reopening of the economy as well as reopening of schools has had on the spread of COVID-19. So expect that data. And then phase three is all about travel and expect the Premier to give the thumbs up tomorrow for British Columbians to start traveling. The encouragement will be to travel within British Columbia uh, and explore some places in the province you haven't seen yet. And likely they'll set a date on, you know, start thinking about this next week once we get towards Canada Day and and moving into the summer months. And uh, I know a lot of people have already booked holidays anticipating this is going to be what happens and you know uh, we expect it's going to be the case and dr henry will again send that message if you do travel travel safely if you get sick uh, either before or while you're traveling go home immediately or stay home if you haven't left yet so there's going to be some ways of doing travel a bit differently this isn't going to be your typical summer vacation but it is an opportunity for british Columbians to sort of expand our bubbles a bit and enjoy a little bit more um than what we've experienced the last few months under these COVID-19 restrictions. Okay, so that's the COVID-19 situation. Let's talk about strata insurance, because this is a huge one. So many stratas just unable to afford insurance these days. Now, what is this announcement coming up today? So it's going to be interim measures. So you'll remember last week a report was presented uh, by the regulatory body that oversees uh, insurance in the province. Uh, This was commissioned by the provincial government, and basically uh, it showed on paper what we've heard from people for a long time, which is that uh, insurance rates are skyrocketing. It's hard to get uh, strata insurance, and that's part of the factor in leading to these sky-rising prices. And the province said, you know, it's going to take a long time to get to a long-term solution, and we'll see what we can do in the short term. Well, we're going to find out today what they have proposed for the short term. One of the big issues raised in the report was a lack of supply, that there just weren't enough insurance providers. It's unclear what the province can do there, but we'll see if they put measures in place that help provide some relief for people who are staring at pretty substantial increases in their strata bills, challenging even for homeowners in a time of um, COVID when a lot of people uh, have seen uh, you know, job losses and have been hit hard uh, by the downturn in the economy. Right. And since we're talking about uh, insurance, let's talk about car insurance here as well, because some changes on that front potentially coming yeah. in light of what was tabled yesterday. Yeah, this was an interesting piece of legislation. As you know, Simi, I've done a lot of stories over the last few years on ICBC and especially around renewals and online renewals specifically. And 
yesterday, uh, David Eby announcing legislation that gives the province, if passed, uh, power to start the process of getting rid of uh, those sticker decals that go on the back of your license plate. And the reason why that's significant is that was seen as one of the big barriers for online renewals is how would you possibly get your sticker uh, in this era uh, without going into the yeah. insurance broker? Well, <laughs> there seems to be... Uh, some ability here to think creatively. Uh, consultation still needs to take place with law enforcement about what they would like to see, but there are a lot of options on the table around whether the sticker has a longer life or whether you just never have to replace your sticker. And when you renew, uh, either in person or online, your insurance, then the police can detect that based on whatever decal you do have on the back of the vehicle that remains permanent there. So they are working on exactly what that looks like, but it seems like this is a first step towards online insurance. We're still a while, though, away from online insurance, and this is a really fascinating issue to me as the province works with the brokers to figure out how to produce a model online uh, that will hopefully, for many British Columbians, save the money, but the brokers and the province are still want to ensure that the broker system works and those brokers continue to survive. Uh, the COVID-19 has proven, though, that we can do uh, renewals without going into the broker. Yeah. You know, people have done it over the phone and over email, and, and all the I messages did. I've seen, Simi, have been very positive. It, what, what was your experience like it? Doing was it was fine. It's my regular insurance person, uh, and it was fine. You know, we did a couple of emails, uh, like back and forth. I had to fill out a different type of form. Then uh, we talked on the phone, and uh, it, via FedEx, my new papers arrived. No big deal. Yeah. So I think, I, think, I think people are going to get pretty comfortable with that, and we may end up at the point where you can get them by email and signed uh, virtually and all those things. I think COVID-19, that's one of the many things that it sort of taught us that, that we're able to do is some of these structures that have been in place for a long time may not be necessary going forward. All right. And one more thing here, too. That when it comes to ICBC, they're still debating sort of the shift, right, to even to no fault yeah. at this point? Yeah, so that debate kicked off yesterday. Uh, they haven't yet approved that. So it's going to be interesting over the next few days, the debate around no-fault insurance and what that looks like uh, with the pandemic. And the goal still is to get there to the by the spring of next year, which is the most substantial change that ICBC has ever had. You know, it's one of those things to me, you look back, this was such a massive story before yeah. the pandemic and shaping up to be the issue of the 2021 provincial election. Obviously, all of that has changed, but it's still critically important to see uh, what the province finishes with here in terms of a shift to no fault and what that looks like in terms of what options drivers have if they're in a crash. You know, they lose the right in many cases to sue in, 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 um, other than in very specific cases. And then also though, they have uh, much greater benefits and it could save on average, the province is saying $400 a driver. Mm -hmm. So that, that will be debated over the next few days at the legislature. Okay, and just before I let you go quickly, cause I know you're a sports fan too. What do you think? Is Vancouver looking pretty good as a hub city? I think so. And we, you and I have spent a lot of time talking about yeah. this as well. I have never wavered on the fact that I believe that Vancouver has the best hub city bid. I think part of it were factors around using Vegas, but now with cases going up in the States as much as they are, I think a Canadian city will yeah. be chosen as one of the two, and it could be as early as today. And it looks like Vancouver has the momentum 
the rinks are there, the COVID cases are low, There's the plan is now approved by Dr. Bonnie Henry. I think everything lines up pretty nicely. The one factor is, if it is Vegas is one of the cities, having Vancouver in the time same time yeah. zone could potentially be an issue. But the reality is, there's so much sports science now, they can train these players to play whenever, and they could basically run Vancouver like an Eastern Conference city and just skew the games earlier in order to ensure that the games get done for television. So I don't think time zones is as big an issue as people think when these games are predominantly going to be for people watching on TV, considering there won't be any fans in the stands. All right, we'll see what happens. Richard, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Amy. Have a great day. That is our Richard Zussman, our global news reporter over in Victoria.